Hello, everybody, and welcome to the So Baseball Podcast. Hello. <laughs> we are live with Kevin on the phone. Did, did you work at a, a carnival? Maybe. Yeah, all right. How are you? I'm good. It's cloudy as hell down here, but uh, it's I got it's the good, wrong internet know, connection. Good tennis weather. Uh, Let's having a hold on one day. second. I gotta see if I can swap my, my live swap. Account. Swap it. Let's see if this works. So I'd like to welcome you all to the So Baseball podcast. We have we had Kevin on the line. He's gone. So we're just gonna carry on without him. Strong, no, I'm back. Can you hear me? Hey, he's back. Stronger, stronger internet. Better, better, stronger. Yeah, that. The better to uh, podcast with. I was on my other neighbor's uh, Wi-Fi that I was stealing from. You bastard. Just kidding. I don't do that if you're listening, NSA. Neighbor. Um, Neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbor NSA. So Um, what's new in the baseball world? Look, the Cubs are on fire all of a sudden, right? I know. they, They ripped off four in a row, and it's not even Friday. It's not even, you know, like tea time yet in on the west coast those cubs just love those early friday games it's I a love, tradition I, the only time i went to wrigley field early friday game it was amazing i would and do it was, it it was against the giants extra innings i took the train from san francisco actually emeryville to um to chicago and watched the game it was a two and a half hour day bus ride a <laughs> train ride <laughs> That's funny. It was amazing. But no, and, and I had great seats. I was like down uh, by third base, uh, between third base and home on that side of the field. And it was, you know, even though the Giants lost, I think I told you the story before, uh, Charlie Hayes uh, had a, a triple play. He almost unassisted. He had to throw it to get the last out, but he didn't. Right. And um, yeah, extra innings, Giants took a lead, I believe in like the 11th or 12th. And then the Cubs came back. And it was 98, so that was that magical season before we even knew it was a magical season. Sammy Sosa was playing, but no one knew that right. that was, that was going to be that year. So anyway, good, um, good time all the way around except for the Giants not winning. And the game previous to that game was the 20-strikeout Kerry Wood game. So oh. it was like, to put it in a bit of like historical context, I mean, it was crazy. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and then then it was like a week later or ten days later, I went to the the perfect game by David Wells. So that was, was like your baseball tour. It was in the day. across America, America, America. Good stuff. Anyway, so what's your baseball take? I know you're big on this uh, Cub player. That's why we're talking about the Cubs. We're talking about the Cubs because Nico yeah, Nico Horner should have been on the roster from opening day but right. because of service time manipulation and the fact that uh david Bodie was already on a major league deal with right. no options that they sent nico horner down to the minors uh, and, to start the season which right. is and, fine and they brought him up because jock peterson got hurt yeah i didn't see how that happened I did, did I you see I the play no, I, don't, I don't know i just I, I actually saw it in the note of the of why um nico was being brought up so I'm not sure what happened there, but we'll we'll have to find out. Yeah, the Cubs are changing around the you know Chicago baseball a little bit. I mean, all we heard last year was the White Sox are the feel good team, right? The Cubs are the shitty team that doesn't give a fuck. That's like nobody, you know, nobody's even trying. What's their problem? Are the you know why are they all like striking out constantly? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, the Cubs are like the Cleveland of the National League, just like trying to be mediocre on purpose. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's so weird because here we are. We're not quite a month in yet. We're like, like three quarters or whatever. Um, and everything is, I was, I was texting you earlier today, everything's bunched up. Yeah. It's all like everyone's hovering around 500 except for a few teams like uh, the uh, – Los Angeles Dodgers and the other second greatest team in the NL, the San Francisco Giants. Um, 
everyone else is kind of hovering around 500. Brewers, you know, they even got they got beat by today by the Cubs who are making a comeback. Cubs are now 10 and 9 and one game back behind the Brewers who were 11 and 8. Um, yeah, I know. It's all bunched. Like, it's yeah, all bunched. It's, it's just all bunched up. It's like, it's like bunched up and it couldn't get any more bunched up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's COVID <laughs> proper. I mean, no bunching, kids. The Red Sox are going to come besides, back down to earth. Besides, no swearing like Ross, no <laughs> bunching, okay? No back, bunching. Back in school, keep the mask on, no bunching, okay? Yeah, There's no bunching. No bunching. And Boston Red Sox are going to come back down to earth. I mean, Sasha. Prepare to get your heart broken oh. um, when when the Red Sox come back to normal. I guess so. I guess Yankees so. are going to heat up. The Red Sox haven't played the Yankees yet. When that hit happens, that's going to light a fire under the Yankees, and Boston's going to go into a tailspin. They'll probably lose six or seven games in a row. It seems like the Red Sox are having a little trouble with the Mariners. And let's just give a shout out yeah, to the, the great Northwest there. Mariners playing some good baseball, solid baseball. Solid baseball. If Only good. if my, my guy Dylan Moore could get it going a little bit. Come on. Oh, there you go. Back to your fancy. Back now, the to two my big, fantasy. The, pig, the, the two big stories of the day yesterday were Cronenworth. He, he actually oh, two himself God. making yeah. those amazing plays and – and let's not forget, in San Francisco, there was the comfort bunny. So <laughs> be- those were the two big stories in my book. I mean, I could not believe the story. of My mom calls me and says, hey, someone has a rabbit at the game. And I'm thinking, oh, there must have been a rabbit run on the field, like a wild rabbit. No, 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 no. Big bunny sitting so on a woman's funny. lap so she can feel more comfortable at the Giants game. Now, getting back to the Red Sox yeah. Mariners for a second. Oh, yeah. J.D. That's, ador- that's adorable. No, but listen to this. Okay. How do the Mariners score seven runs with three hits? Um, well, there was that one play I saw where the guy sailed it into left field um, down the line. On the, on, the, uh, he was on the I think it was a bunt. And he goes, I'm going to get the guy at third, runners at first and second. And he got the old man sitting in the bullpen looking for balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seven walks, that'll get you yeah. That'll get you down the road a little bit. I maybe, mean, that, maybe I'm mixing it up. Maybe that was the Mariners pitcher. But anyway, oh. the, um, I, I, I have to go back and look. But, um, but yeah, it, exactly. That, it's just, but, but look, come on. What about that Twins-A's game the other night, the other afternoon? That, yeah, no, that, that was insane. I mean, did they even have a hit? I don't even know they had a hit. They got the special runner, the special runner. Um, does he have to wear a special helmet? Um, they had the special runner to start each inning in the extra innings, and then yeah. uh, then they got that. Because I think the Twins, on the first pitch, got a two-run homer. Like, first pitch of the inning, two-run. Right. Where, how can you do that? They shouldn't count that run. That's my other take. I think I've talked about this before. No, they shouldn't count that run. If you hit a homer to start off that inning, that run should not count because that's just like he's only there for you to bunt him over and sack right. fly him in or something. Uh, keep and I have to say that whole thing keeps evolving to me personally of the runner starting at second because it's creating all these weird and started last year all these weird approaches of how people can take that situation on. Right. You, you can just try to muscle up and knock the guy in or you can uh, if you're on defense, you can walk the guy and and, you know, go for a double play instead of a force play. Or you can you, there's just all these these different different ways of handling it. So good, good stuff in, in its own weird way. But hopefully it goes away next year. That has to go away. It's such a stupid I, rule and people universally hate it. It's yeah. like the Super League. <laughs> We're going to go there. Boom! No. Boom! Super League. Super, new sport. Changing sports. Super League. Down with the Super League. We're not going to talk about the Super League today, no, but we we'll, should we'll talk about that. the Super we'll, League. Yeah. You know, we'll have a special uh, podcast that... Can Mark come on? Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, maybe. We have a special podcast of talking about all sports non-baseball on the baseball podcast. A non-baseball baseball podcast. Yeah. Yeah, get your Grand Prix fans ready. Um, and so what other storylines? Getting back to the Padres-Dodgers, that yes. was freaking thrilling. Last weekend, they, they just beat each other up. 
And then that caused the Padres to get swept by the Brewers, right? Because they just they they're they the Padres were out of gas. They, they were been... at they were totally out of gas. Then they roll into your neighborhood, Shabazz Ravine, mm-hmm. and there you go. They got the gas going. Boom. The whole like everyone everything's exciting. You know, even challenge calls are exciting. How many were in that game last night? And uh, everything is just that double play though. Let's just let's just focus on that double. Focus play. on the double play. That double play. I mean, I've never seen a play that there's three points in the play, right? Cronworth gets the ball. That's point one. Point two is ball thrown to Tatis. Point three is ball thrown to Hosmer, right? Each one of those points had milliseconds. Yeah. Milliseconds to like make it all happen. It, it, the only thing it reminded me of, and here we go with the Giants again, was that double play in the World Series against the Royals where, um, where they, what's his name, busted his belt. Um, Are you talking about the, tw- the 2014 World Series with yes, the Giants? Yes. Yeah. Seven years, almost seven years ago now. Right. Uh, but there was that play, and they initially called the guy out at first. And I think, was it Hosmer? It was, I forget what Royal decided to slide head first in the first. And he was out by a fingertip when, right. they, re- when they replayed it. And that, That's right. th- that double play last night had that element. I mean, Cronenworth get, knocks the ball down with that blind spin, right? Like he blindly spins, gets the ball in his glove, drops the ball, picks the ball up, throws it to Tatis. Tatis has like seconds to keep that toe on the base, right? And they had to review, they reviewed all aspects of the play. Yes, they did. And he barely keeps like what, like a cleat on or something? And then he fires at the first and that that's, you know, that was like the equivalent of bang, bang, right? I mean, that guy at first oh my running God. down was... the line is like, again, like his foot is like hovering over the base, but Hosmer got the ball before. It So like when they sent, when they like like Cronenworth, the ball is hit like a rocket at Cronenworth, like 110 mm-hmm. exit velo off the bat. Right. It hits his glove and this yeah. comes down and he like spins toward the ball. Yeah. Um, on the ground. Yeah. And um, so then he's like feeling around for he it. Shuffled, he, missed, he shuffled it then, right? He he's feeling around, he reaches for it once, he reaches for it a second time, <sighs> then he like comes up and shovels it to underhand to Tatis. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good underhand, okay? It's like no. like any shorter shortstop is not able to stay on the bag. There. And exactly. And cuz also because of that delay of him getting the ball, right, to the second baseman, right. to the shortstop. The shortstop is on the move, right? So But so he has no momentum. He has to he, come to a dead stop. He was exactly or he's timing it to be there at the same time and it's a little off. That's why he's, you know, past it and so he's got dragged that foot it's just it's unbelievable and then Hosmer just stays with it and uh um and and you know there you go and then Cronenworth made that other play where again that shot that he caught right yeah that was beautiful but that was like that you don't need to break down every single moment no, of it, like no, that, the Zapruder film or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that's a one-man band there. So that's just to, to quote the San Diego Union-Tribune, Okay. Um, here's the quote. I knew I had it knocked down somewhere within my space, Nice. Cronenworth said. I was trying to find it as quick as possible. I knew Tati was behind me. Just give it to him as quickly as possible. He was in a perfect position. Cronenworth's relay to Tatis was the first of only two slightly errant throws that required the athleticism of the receiver to make the play work. With Cronenworth's toss sailing a little towards center field, Tatis had to stretch to his left with his glove while keeping his right foot on the bag long enough and then make the transfer to his bare hand and having to step in the opposite direction, get himself in position to fire toward Hosmer at at first base. Tingler noted that Tatis was able to drag his foot and make the play because he is a freak. He slowed, he slowed down, yet the play was explosive. Um, yeah, because his arm. Yeah. Because he was practically flat-footed with no momentum, Tatis's throw was a mere 87 miles per hour, slightly less than the 95 mile per hour Cronenworth estimated and that Tatis has reached before. Okay, so it wasn't a 95, but yeah, he but, threw an 85 mile an hour strike flat-footed. Right, and then Hosmer hauls it in. Now, that was some good reporting there. That I felt like I was listening to a highlight from 1915 and where, you know, when they didn't have 
instant plays and videos and you can watch them right away. It's like, so, so that's why baseball also is one of the greatest sports in terms of, um, of, of writing, you know, of, so literature, baseball literature, is some of the greatest stuff, because there's so much you can describe and put it into these terms. And, you know, that just you reading that was so visual. So it's pretty cool. Cool stuff. Good baseball. Lots of great baseball. Now, on the other side of things not to do, did you happen to see this play? Not a big deal, because I don't think anything really came of it. But Baez in, in Chicago yesterday against the Mets, he hits this like pop up to like shallow right center field or whatever right and so he's all damn damn like eh, you know out of the box like eh, eh, and kind of you know crying his way down first base meanwhile pilar doesn't run for the ball and here comes um what's the right conforto running from right field and he doesn't get it and the ball drops and baez now all of a sudden is has rounded first and he's not paying attention yeah still all pissed off and then they throw this they throw the ball in the second and the second baseman or shortstop I'm not sure who it was throws it over the Rizzo and Rizzo yeah misses his head by with his glove by a millimeter they called him out initially but it was like bonehead all around like yeah. it was amazing like the, the and listening to Ron Darley Darling talk about that was just like amazing because he was just like oh it was against the Mets it was against the Mets yeah so always on the Mets broadcast even Kruk oh yeah even Kruk and Kipe said we love that broadcast (laughs) because even Kruk and Kipe watched the SNY exactly like they're like because because we all know Ron Darling is is like the best and Keith Hernandez and Keith Hernandez but but Ron Darling is can break the game down and 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 with a lot of like authority, give amazing opinions. Right. Plus, that. it's one pitcher and one position player, so you have a, an expert on either. Yeah, and 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 then who's the? I forget. I always forget the announcer's name. I forget. Uh, but he, I, I love his home run calls. Is that it? Yeah. And, and but but I love also the fact he'll say something, and Ron Darling doesn't agree with him, <laughs> and he'll say something like this, like, "Oh, really." <laughs> He did that yesterday. Like he goes, oh, there was a play, like a bunt, and and uh, uh, someone was going to throw it to third uh, to try it, but they slipped, so they had to go back to first. And Darling was like, yeah, he slipped, so he didn't make the play at third. And then the announcer's like, oh no, I think that was just a fake to third. And and there's this pause, and Darling goes, oh really? Uh, you, you really you really think that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's my turn. That's color. You do play by play. I do all the color. Exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think um, Ron Darling is a little bit more like respected in the industry. I know Ron Darling gets the like the national job during the playoffs, like yes. for yeah. TBS. Yeah. So he's got a little bit more cred. Yeah, and and uh, he he's just he's he's amazing. So I I really because also you know we saw him play, we saw his career, we we know we know how he played with the Mets and the A's. I don't know if he played anywhere else, but. Um, you know, just a uh, just a stand up person. You know, just, mm. just a really all around, like really good, good guy and and smart. And I mean, he called. I, I think we talked about this in the spring training game where he said he said uh, some of this baseball is unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> and and the announcer got all like, oh, don't talk about our industry. Like he was like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like I'm calling like it is. No, it's right. And, and it's true because. Look, the stuff that we love, right? The stuff that we can dissect and talk about is not freaking angle home run or whatever. Oh, this thing, you know, how far does that go? Launch, you know, there. We're talking about that play, like that double play yesterday by the Padres. Well, yeah, people are calling for more balls hit and play. That was, that is exactly what the people have been like crying for. Yeah. And you, you, you're a big fan. I, I just don't didn't have the time or access to it, but you know, you watch the Caribbean league stuff and it, that is all about ball and play. You know, that's, that's about putting that ball in and then let's see these guys do their thing. And um, because that, and that's where it's fun. And also more, more bench players. I mean, who was the guy who came in for the twins? You know, they're getting routed and they bring him in the pitch and he throws what? 46 miles an hour. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Right. And I he, know gets, that. He, he did like a seven pitch inning. 
And there's yeah, that was, Apex. that was brilliant. And, 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 and I think I texted you, I was like, yeah, there's more than one way to play this game. So the, the, that's the, what is key yeah. is to keep that kind of attitude rolling because it gets more people involved, more possibilities, just everything. Because if it gets down to this technical thing, I mean, then it's almost like golf or something, you know, where it's like, uh, okay. Snooker. No, I, I think golf, and, and nothing against golf. Like, I, I like golf for what golf is, but it's a very station-to-station kind of game, right? Like, you take your time, you, you bring out the right tool, you, you check the wind, you check, there, there's all the stuff. you got to focus on your exact motion. And your yeah. Thing, right? Like, there's no, you know, there's, there's no uh, John Crux. Oh, there was that guy, John Daly. Um, in golf, you know what I mean? Right. Like John Daly was the closest that came to like someone who didn't seem to fit that whole mode or whatever. Um, but it's all very like, oh, okay, here. And that's where baseball kind of got the last couple years where it was all like, oh, do you have to, you know, swing it this way at this angle and don't, when they put the shift on, don't try to hit the ball where the shift ain't. Just keep doing your swing. Why? Exactly the way they want you to? Are they defending it? That's that's like, I don't know. That's like the British Army and the and the the the, the Revolutionary Army. They're like, we're still going to stay in these red jackets and march in one line down to the field, right? <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? You come up with a new strategy. Come on. Exactly. Well, just yeah. you know, the as I've been playing baseball on the weekends with these yeah. buddies of mine and watching the Dominican winter league or even watching minor league baseball, college baseball, you're like, when, when you have more like normal sized humans, Mm -hmm. regular folks playing baseball, like you don't have these three true outcome type, like super, like, like athletic, you know, just dominant pitchers and hitters to where like the game is reduced to a home run derby. Exactly. A, a strikeout battle like all all other levels of of the game have more balls hit and play because the average pitcher isn't throwing 98 or right. some like 12 to 6 curveball that's breaking two feet like it's like it's more interesting because like it's not like an unmovable force and an unstoppable object or whatever like right um you have more normal mortal type people playing the game at all other levels and you're going to see a lot more action exactly baseball may be actually suffering from like it's player it's pitchers and hitters being too good well but our play are too good but also some sort of weird agreement to play that style of baseball right and so for me that's the that's the key thing is that it you know, the more times that people touch the ball, the more interesting it gets. Right. Right. So, so like, you know, I I love the double play example that we were talking about. There's so many points there where things could have gone wrong, but everything went as best as they could for the Padres to get that double play. Right. Uh, In that same game, then there was that fly ball down the left field line by Will Smith and Profar dives for it. I know. And that ball hits. Right on the, line. on the line, like I know, and there's the divot on the line, like you can. And I was thinking about like the old days, like um, or even that 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 Mookie Betts catch, right? We won't go too deep into that. But, Thank you. But if I'm the umpire, right? If I want to see, did that ball hit grass? I want to see that ball. I want to look at that ball and see if there's any grass stains on it, <laughs> because you know what I'm saying. Like if there's a grass yeah. stain, then there's there's something going on there. Grass was like I mentioned. Do that grass. What's what's that? I'll put that outfield in, in the Petco. It looks like looks like a putting green. Yeah, it looks like a putting green. It was crazy. I was like, that's. Like- I think Profar. If if Profar with his speed was actually a career outfielder, he mm. makes that play because he had. He yeah. he was in the neighborhood. Let's sell. Yeah, say he it. wasn't too far. He off. got to it. Yeah. He got to it. He just maybe didn't take the right route or like put himself in the right position yeah. physically. Obviously Mookie Betts makes that catch. Like well, maybe, you know, who knows, you know, Mookie Betts, Betts got speed, but did um, Mookie Betts, the next game ball down the right field line 
and he goes in for the foul ball and he moves, missed it. <laughs> it was yeah. Like, he totally like, I mean, literally like, like it missed it. He missed it. His whole glove missed it. So, you know, but that's, that's the thing. Put the ball in play, let the players, the more action between the ball and the player and having to make something happen. That's so that, that goes back to the whole, that whole concept of like, um, like Billy ball, Billy ball was Billy Martin's baseball. He brought to the Oakland A's. Right. Um, he didn't have to do that when he was in New York um, because he, he had, you know, big, big players, but he was the manager for the A's in 1980 when Ricky Henderson really started to take off. Right. Um, because he put it all into motion. Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to force the other team to defend. And, and to me, that's the best baseball, like putting it on the defense. Okay. You got to make the play. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll give you that out if you can make the play, but going up there and trying to look for your right pitch with the right angle and all this other stuff, you're wrong guy wrong. Yeah. You've got the wrong (laughs) manager. for the wrong game no but look the more you put the ball in play yeah the more you're going to cause havoc for the teams that stock their lineup with these sluggers who can't that's play right. defense that's right that's right that's the counterbalance that's the beauty of baseball is okay you want to run with this whole big idea it's only a really big idea if everyone goes along with you right as soon but as someone lower- goes the lower market team, the small market teams with the lower payroll, yeah. they're going to scratch and claw and do anything they can. That's you right. know, that's the right. Marlins are running like crazy. That's right. And that's why Billy Ball was exactly that. I mean, he took over a team. Uh, Charlie Finley was still there, wasn't spending any money because he, he just, you know, lost everyone to free agency. And they had those really lean years. And he took that team over and he changed the attitude. And that's the other great thing about baseball is, you can change the attitude of 25 players on your roster who were complete losers the year before, like, and I'm not saying them personally losers, but the team was a losing team, right? right. You can take those same players for the most part and change the way they think, and you can be a better baseball team. And there's very, very few other sports you can do that in. Um, and you can manage a team – based on the talent that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Because being great in baseball is just a shade of not being great away. Right. So, you know, when you're talking like, Hey, you, you're, you, you get a hit three out of 10 times, you're 30%, you know, Oh, you're a quarterback. Oh, you only make 30% of your passes are completed. If you do that, you're in trouble. You're gone. Exactly. Basketball. Oh, you're only shooting 30%, you know, not from three points, but from, you know. Then you're really in trouble. Yeah. On your dunks. Um, 30% on your dunks. It, exactly. So that's, and that's the great thing about baseball. And that's why there's been these teams throughout our lifetime who, according to the experts and according to, uh, the salaries don't deserve to be playing where they're playing and doing what they're doing. And they've been able to do it. And because baseball is not, you know, superstars, they're great, but they can't carry a team for 162 games just does not work. Um, you know, it, it, it'll never work uh, in, th- in that sense. That's why when these people like, who do win the MVP and they have these amazing seasons and their teams in last place. Like I think Andrew, Andre Dawson did that once with the Cubs. It's like, that's great. And you did amazing work, but still, if, if you just had a bunch of players who were way more gritty, tough, you know, with the will to win, uh, you can do it in baseball. You can really, really do it in baseball. Absolutely. That's why I think the manager is so important on so many levels in baseball because they can actually they can get you to think that you know that you're that good. Um, I mean, we all saw Bad News Bears, right? That was, <laughs> of course, yeah. It was all uh, Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau and his beer cans did it all. I mean, I mean, he knew he had to go get Amanda to pitch. Well, he, yeah, he had to know? get the free agent, right? He had to get the yeah. free agent uh, pitcher. And she came in and, and uh, you know, changed everything because then she also brought along the slugger. Um, so it was she was like the, she was like the first LeBron James. 
Kind she of. Brought, you know, she made that. <laughs> she, she brought it all happen. See what you get on this podcast? You I know, get right? These analogies that you can. Get We're taking a cross sports analysis of Bad News Bears and the NBA. That's right. Miami Heat, whatever year um, that changed everything. Um, um, no, go ahead. No, you, you're, it's all you. It's your show. <laughs> I, I want to know your opinion on some of these proposed rule changes to try and like, give hitters a little bit better chance, like moving the mound back a foot. No. That they're... They're trying that in <laughs> double A. Well, no, they're aren't they trying it in one league? Like yeah, weird. But is that like an independent, some sort of? I don't know. No, it's not yeah. an independent league. Oh, okay. It's because it, they couldn't do that. They have to do it in an MLB controlled league. Oh, okay, yeah, because they they've revamped all the minor league teams too this this year. So um, they're got- moving the blind back to sixty one feet six inches to see how that affects play. Yeah, I'm not. I. I Great experiment, uh, not not realistic. Um, but we wa- we're saying we want more balls hit and play, or more more plays in the field. We don't really want. I mean, deadening the ball that just gets you more fly balls, which is also kind of boring. Like, yeah. I, well, no, but I, I think it's it's an attitude, also, right? Like, it, first of all, it, whatever you do, if it's successful it should become successful, right? Like it should then be other people will try to copy it if it's successful. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always work that way. I've always, you know, looked at like, you know, that, like I said, the great teams aren't by how much money you spend, but there you go. Teams still purchase free agents for lots of money and put them on their team. I mean, um, and, you know, doesn't, doesn't seem to work out at all, but they continue to do it. I mean, there's very few times that it, it like, oh, wow, that, you know, that was great. That worked out really well. You got a World Series out of that. Very few times. Um, you become more competitive, but not necessarily going to be more, more winning. Is tanking over? That's a good question. I, the whole tanking thing is bizarre. I don't think it's over. I think it's kind of, um, I think it's morphed into, and I, and I'm going to use the San Francisco Giants because I know them best. And they're also run by a guy who would have tanked five years ago, six years right. ago, right? Like he would have been a big proponent of tanking. Like that would have been tanks a lot. But um, <laughs> um, but they've, they've shifted because if, if you are really good at identifying player talent, and we know the A's have done this for a long time, and, you know, that's where Farhan got his start. Let's not forget that. Yep. If you're able to identify these so-called players who've been thrown on the heat pile of other organizations, right? I mean, Skremsky, Mike Yaskremski is a classic example, right? The guy was, you know, the Orioles. I mean, the Orioles gave up on him. How's that possible? I know, right? How's that possible? Of all the teams you think that would say, hey, you know what? Let's give this guy a chance. You know, let's even from a marketing standpoint, hey, he's got this great name. Right. You know, we play Boston like X amount of times every year. Let's 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 have you scrap skip. No, no, we 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 don't think his talent's up to the guy we gave yeah. forty million dollars to the strikeout three hundred times or something a year. Um we're gonna keep well, that teams guy. are always teams are always giving up on players. I mean, the Mets gave up on Justin Turner, right? You know what I mean? Like, so t- teams don't know what to do with a guy; they just give up and say, "Let somebody else figure it out." Right. Or, but what I'm, my point is is that what's happened is uh, with the Giants, for instance, is the Giants essentially looked like they were tanking last year. Mm. But what? But no, they, like, but they because all these players that they have. There's no stars. There's no the only stars are, are remnants. Yeah, they still have their former stars. They well, still that's have what I'm saying. They're Posey, remnants. Bell, Longoria, they were, Crawford. They were, They've yeah. got their all those people their stars signed, that they won. Yeah, they were all signed before, and that's what I'm saying is so the new model by these kind of tankers is don't give away stuff. Find the players out there. Do a little bit of work to find these like temporary players to bring in who are kind of you know, hit and miss, right? 
but they may you may get a hit. You may find someone. Put right. them in. Don't sign any free agents for lots of money at this moment. Work on building up from the bottom while you've got these kind of giving them a chance players on the field who may work or may not work. And you get a chance to build up. And maybe that's still tanking in the thing, but it just seems like there's a little bit of an extra effort to make sure your team is not that bad here and now, which affects obviously for tanking, you wanted to get be as terrible as possible. So you get early draft picks and all other stuff. Okay. Let me let me just take you on a little walk walkabout. Okay. I'm just gonna right. do a little rundown. Okay. Hold hold your comments till the end. Okay. Are you muting me? No, I'm just saying, hold your comments to the end. I'll try. Okay. We're just going to go ALEs through NL West, okay? Boston, not tanking. Just we're bad for a while and made a bad call on Mookie Betts. Tampa Bay, small market team, will constantly be seeking value, not tanking. Baltimore, kind of are tanking. They're, they're selling off talent, like not really – they're. They're rebuilding more than tanking, but they're, they are tanking. Toronto, they're on the upswing, not tanking, trying to acquire, don't have quite as much money as some of the other teams, but they're spending money on free agents. Yankees, tanking. No, just kidding. Um, Yankees are not tanking. They just made some wrong bets, and they're, they are being cheap. They're being cheaper than they usually are, but they're mm-hmm. not tanking. Yeah. Kansas City, not tanking. Brought in some great free agents. They're yeah. trying hard. They're in first place. They should... They, they should have already tanked by now, but they didn't. Yep. Uh, White Sox, obviously, upswing, not tanking. Cleveland, kind of tanking. Mm, yeah. Um, but they still have such good pitching that they can't really tank properly. Detroit, kind of already tanked. Now, not. Yeah. Now, like, just holding firm and waiting for their players that they got when they were tanking to be good. Minnesota, they're a mess. They have covid not tanking. Oh. They're spending money on free agents. They're bringing in Donaldson, holding on to Cruz, but they just can't win. They're, they, they're just like cursed in some way. Oakland, um, another kind of small market raise. They have to give up their best players all the time. Um, we know we've talked enough about them. Seattle already tanked. Now they've rebuilt their farm system. They're going to be really good in two or three years. Angels spending money not necessarily always in the right place, should be better than they are. They're, they're kind of cursed as well for some reason. Texas, I don't actually know what they're doing. They guess they are tanking. And Houston, they already had their run. They already tanked. They already won. And now like, maybe they're tanking again. I don't know. What's your take on my American League rundown? I think you're pretty spot on. You're spot on. But okay. the, just I'll throw one question, one kind of, thing out there with the whole tanking not tanking is for in order to win a world series it's it's difficult just to do it with this method of tanking and not tanking or whatever because because the whole goal of of this new way of thinking stat driven baseball is all about being better than average right Mm. But better than average does not win you a championship. You, no, it doesn't guarantee. Well, there is no guarantees because baseball no, is too yeah, random. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, unless, except, except, like we talked about, managers. But managers. Anyway, let's go on. Okay, to, nationally. Uh, I agree. But yes, I all your uh, stuff was like spot on. And Minnesota, hmm. I agree, is quite a mess. Like, what's their total thing? mess? I don't know. Um, maybe it's the weather. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Starting with the NL East. Yeah. Philly. Philly spending big. Uh, they're not it. tanking. They're going for it. I love it. Uh, they're only 500, but they could be better. Yeah. Um, Mets, same deal. Going for it, but also a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, they're seven and seven. Atlanta, they're going for it, but they can't get their pitching in order. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they've got some key injuries now and they might be suffering for a while. Miami, everyone said it was tanking. We're kind of selling off their pieces in the real Muto and Kristen Yelich days, but now um, they are rebuilding. They're not trying to, they are trying to win, Yeah. but they're, um, they brought, you know, Chisholm up for the, for the full season. So they're obviously not trying to manage service time. They're nope. just like, and Washington nationals, 
They they spent their money. They just spent it wrong. They should have re-signed Rendon instead of signing Strasburg because Strasburg is perpetually injured and yeah. Rendon would have been a much better fit. They still haven't found a third baseman in Washington uh-huh. to replace Rendon. So they're going to suffer for a while, but I don't think they're tanking. Yeah. Uh, Brewers, they're doing well. They're trying to compete. They have a great top three of their rotation. Yeah, Cubs, we talked about them. They're not tanking. They're just trying to do a Cleveland and like not really – Yes, yeah. they're not they're not trying to win, but they're not trying to finish last. Um, they have they're too big of a market to put like a stinker on the on the field. Um, Cincinnati may be tanking. I don't know. No, no, they they spent money. They're they're trying to. Eh, uh, yeah, eh. they're trying something. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, they are tanking. They're <laughs> yeah. tanking. Okay, they haven't spent money. They've traded off their players. Yeah. Uh, they're playing. They're playing the kids. That's fine. Yeah. St. Louis will never tank. Their fans demand too much. Yeah. And, and they're they- too proud of an institution. Yeah. Um, Dodgers not tanking. They're the opposite of tanking. Or are they? No, just kidding. No. The Giants we discussed. They're not. They're rebuilding in their own special little yeah. way. Yeah. San Diego spending big, not tanking. Oh. They already yeah. tanked. Arizona. They are tanking. Kind of in between. They're yeah, they're tanking, but yeah, their players don't know it, but yeah. they are tanking, and the yeah. Rockies certainly are tanking. Yeah. So so that said, let's just put into one little folder the teams that we know officially and for surely are tanking are the Rockies, the Pirates, uh, I think Texas. <laughs> yes. Got. When you're scratching your head, that's the only answer you can look at, right? Yeah, no, and because I think I think you're right. I think that all the other ones have turned the corner. The Tigers have turned the corner, right? Well, they, why do you agree to pay most of Rugnet Odor's salary to ship him off to New York? So you can have someone else play. Yeah, but but they're spending the money. Yeah, but money's. I mean, who knows? I mean, the the Rangers. You know, they've got the new ballpark. Obviously, they'd have no fans coming in there. <laughs> they have some fans. No, actually, they do because they—they're actually one of the few teams that actually can sell a stadium, right? Because there's right. no restrictions. So, and it's new. It's a for it's an inaugural season. No fans could go in there last year, so they get kind of like a free, you know, free free pass for a year and not have to really do anything. Yeah. Um, and they kind of got two years out of that with last year as well. So, um, but somehow they got to host the World Series. Hmm. I know. Um, so they, their team is terrible. I mean, they did it, trade it, for Nate Lowe, and yeah. you know that. But they're using. They're mostly putting a team together with like, like cobbled together from yeah. players from elsewhere. It's it's serviceable. Yeah. It's not a disgrace. But yeah, they're they're tanking. Yeah, they've stripped it down. They got a new GM. Um, you know, uh, do they have a new team? I mean, no, I'm thinking about the Angels. The Angels, mm. GM. but um, the guy used to work for the Rangers. Uh, the, you know, so uh, yeah, I, it, it's just it's right now is a weird time anyway with everything. Um, but but to the point though is that you've got this, you know, you've got these teams that have money and spent money, and you've got these teams that have not spent a lot of money, but they're playing really good baseball because um, their, their homegrown players are starting to kick in. And I really think that's the new, the new thing in baseball is you, you work off the six year cycle, right? So the six year meaning um, until the new agreement, which I think will could change that six years is when you're, when you can go for free agency. Okay. So you, you, you know, in the old days, you used to be, you own a player forever, right? Before, before um, you know that was yeah. the way it was right now now you own them for six years and and that's where your whole service contract stuff comes in the you know like service time uh comes into play because you're thinking in six-year terms and let's use use, use the brewers as an example we talked about this okay before. the brewers are going for it because they're kind of on the end of their little cycle like if they don't who uh, well, I think just overall, I think because they've been really competitive the last like three or four years, right? Like you saw them in the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they've made the playoffs, I think, the last three years, but didn't really go too far. Um, and, you know, they 
they, you got to do it. You got to go for it at a certain point. You can't, you can't, um, you know, let it go. I mean, the Dodgers obviously did that last year. That's what right. the, the whole Mookie Betts thing was, was like, we got to do this now or we're never going to have this. And sure enough, you know, they've lost for different reasons, like three or three or so of their, their cogs in their wheel. Yeah. I'm not saying stars. They almost lost, uh, what's his name? Turner. And look how well Turner's played for him this year. Like they didn't even really want him because if they really wanted him, they would have got him, but they didn't, they were like, Oh, we probably used, got the best out of that guy. Right. Right. There's not much more there to get. And then you had Jock Peterson leaving. You had Kike Hernandez leaving. You So, you know, and, and then they went out and got Bauer. Right. I mean, the rich get richer, right? Talk about Super League. Um, I know, right? I mean, the Dodgers are the Super League. The, the problem the Dodgers have, though, is that every team they play is up to play them. I know. Because it, it felt like when they rolled into Seattle, I mean, come on. If the Dodgers rolled into Seattle two years ago, pff, whatever, 2019, eh, yeah, Mariners aren't going to really. But now it's like, oh, you want to be cocky and all, we won a World Series on 60 games. Um, okay, we're going to play you, you know, even harder. Um, so how that works out, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And you can see with the Dodgers and the Padres, I mean, come on. They, the Padres, even though they're 500 right now against them, I guess, this season, right? They've won uh, two and lost two. But those games, like how much impact does those games have on each of those teams in terms of energy put into them versus outcome? What you get, right? Like mm. the energy the Padres have put into those four games is more than what? 10 games of energy or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean? So, and, and in baseball terms, those things really, really matter because uh, another great example, I mean, for the Marlins last night here in San Francisco, now the giants were in a similar position. Both teams played a day game in the East coast on Wednesday. And now they're on the West coast playing a night game. Yeah. That's a tough haul because the flight itself is long your body clock time is now uh, nine o'clock, nine yeah. thirty at night when you start the game. Yeah, six thirty start East Coast time. You know, so six thirty Pacific, etc. So that stuff matters in baseball, and I think that's the stuff that that you know comes into those big emotional series take a lot of energy, a lot of like. Absolutely. You know, everyone's thinking. Everyone. Yeah, it's like, mental. It's mental energy more than anything. Like, yeah, um, yeah. just that big home stand. Um, I mean, the Padres were at home to face the Dodgers, and then they stayed at home to face the Brewers. And the Brewers came in. They're like, they blew them over like a piece of paper, yeah. just because like I think the Padres had like emotionally spent totally. after the after that long the the extra inning game, then that super emotional game, and then they finally got it out a win like. The Padres were like, whew. Yeah, and the know. same with the Dodgers. Dodgers go up to Seattle, and Seattle plays them super tough. Um, they win that game, too, because neither – I mean, there's a total of three hits in the game, I think. I think the Dodgers had two, and the Mariners had one. And, you know, uh, I, I, I think, though – I think that the Major League Baseball has been unfair. Because um, have the Dodgers traveled east yet? I don't know if they have. Um, it all works out. Everybody no, has... but but the start of season, I really think that they, mm. that they've gotten like an unfair advantage. And, I see, and tr- truly by scheduling, right? Like, right, because traveling east during this like early spring is a much bigger deal. Right, like I'm I'm just pulling up their schedule here in a second. Let's see. Yeah, so they have all their games up until. They, they go to Milwaukee on the 29th. Everything else has been, they started in Colorado. They went to Oakland. Okay, that was pretty epic, though. They had to play in the snow. Yeah, but, they, but still, I mean, it's Colorado. They go to Colorado. Uh, then they go to Oakland, right? 
Then they come home, play the Nationals and the Rockies. Then they go to San Diego. Then they go to Seattle. And now they're back home. I mean, that's, yeah. we're meanwhile. That's pretty forgiving. Where did the Padres go? I don't know, actually. Well, they went to Pittsburgh, didn't they? And didn't they go? They went to Texas. They played. Yeah, that's right. They played in, in uh, Texas. and. Oh, they Pit- went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and now the Giants have gone to Florida and Philadelphia already. What have the Dodgers done? Nothing. <laughs> I know. It's a... and, 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 and that's all controlled by the league making these stupid schedules. And I really do think they're stupid schedules because I, I think it's, un, it's, it's crazy the Giants are going to play the Mar- Marlins now. Um, they'll play them seven times in 10 days, I think. That's weird. And it's, yeah, and it's not really fair because the, each team, right, during the season, mm. there's the April Marlins, there's the May Marlins, there's the June Marlins, the July, et cetera, et cetera, I know. right? Because teams are, you know, it's, it's, it's it, unlike football, right? Like football, generally, the team is kind of that team for the season. That's who they are, what they are. There's no kind of evolution because it's all player-based. But with baseball, there's a lot of ebb and flow. So, I, I, you know, playing the same team seven days in a 10-day stretch, and that's all you're going to see them the whole season. They should not do that. It's, no. You need to spread that out so that you can play them once in the beginning of the season and once later in the season. That's now, right. just circling back, I have a yeah. couple of comments to some things you've said. Uh-oh. First of all, you said Milwaukee are good and they're going for it. I. I don't think they're good, and I don't think they're going for it. Really? Um, Why not? Yeah, they don't have enough hitting. Um, also, a lot of their – they don't have, like, too many players, like, coming off of, of contracts soon. Like, Yelich is, like, tied up. He, he signed that huge extension. He's tied up through, like, 2027. Um, Lorenzo Cain has a few more years. Like, they've got their players locked up for a while now. So, um, But they got to win now. They got to. I mean, those guys are getting older. It's. I'm telling you, they're going for it in the sense of that they got to. They they feel like this is the year they need to be better. They need to make the World Series. I I, I guarantee you that's their. their I mean, Hater is not a uh, free agent till 2024. The 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 um. I I think the Brewers have like a two or three year window here. They they may have that on paper, right? Like on contracts and all that stuff. But emotionally, they need to do it this year because they, you know, they've been also rans. They, no, they're not even also rans. I mean, they, they just they get there into the playoffs and they just don't haven't really succeeded. No, where, where they should have, right? Like, well, they, they, they should have beat the Dodgers, the Dodgers to. A, they took the Dodgers to a game seven in that NLCS, right? Yeah, like, but they should they should have won they should have won that series. We know that. We know I was at that series. That I know you left 15 her inning game. You left her. It's a 13 inning game for you. Um, <laughs> we had a child with us. You were he, had a, he was falling asleep in the seats. Child. Let me go play in the aisle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number two, the lineups for today's Dodgers Padres. Oh, if okay. you're listening to this right now, Watch the game tonight. If you're listening to this later, this game has already happened. If you're listening to if you're listening to it right now, you're the NSA, by the way. But other yeah. or you're, you're Ross or Kevin or anyone who happens to walk in the room. We've got Tatis leading off again, batting right against Kershaw, the lefty. Grisham, then Machado, Hosmer, Myers, Cronenworth, Pham, Caratini, and Darvish. So Padres are going righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, switch, righty. Hmm. They've got a perfect lineup. How many innings does Kershaw go tonight? Five, six, seven, four, four and a half. What do you think? How many, how many innings does Kershaw get through? What's the weather like today? It's cloudy. Is it cold? Yes. I mean, by L.A. standards. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be in saying. the 50s by game time. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. Why has it been so cold? Um, it's freezing up here, too. Uh, I am going to go, uh, I'm going to say he's going to go six innings, I, I, but if it was warmer, I would say he'd go longer. Um, cause the Dodgers bullpen is interesting. I think okay. it's really interesting. This will have to be our last topic. So go for it. Yeah. We got, 
a few minutes. But I want to seem- get this out before the game starts. Okay, it just seems like their bullpen, like all those games against the Padres, I was like, mm. who? Where? how come that guy didn't pitch in that crazy game and they still got him in the bullpen? <laughs> and it seems like they also have a few, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they have three guys and I, I can't name off the top of my head, but three guys in the bullpen who were actual closers at one time. Yes. Blake Trinan yeah. was a closer for the A's. Yep. Um, so there's there's your one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Victor Gonzalez could be a closer. Uh, Gratterall has closer stuff. He's hanging around. And then Knable is also. Knable was a closer for someone, I think. Milwaukee? I think he was. Yeah, I think he pre pre hater. Yeah, I, th- I think he did or something. Anyway, but they they have a very deep bullpen. They uh, do, which is why it's so hard to figure out who the successor to Kenley Jansen is going to be. Well, that, so far it's been Kenley Jansen, and that <laughs> and that's that is the amazing thing because everyone would have written him off like three four years ago. I cannot say I'm a fan of Kenley Jansen, but I can tell you I respect the guy immensely. And because many other people have failed before in trying to hang into a position like that with, with all the ups and downs he's had in his career, including health concerns yep, on, on many levels. Yeah, COVID, you name it. The guy, But, you know, I, I give that guy props. I think it was in the World Series last year um, where he did a press conference or, or he went on and he talked to the press. like after, the, And he was so, like kind of straightforward and he held his own ground like he Mm. did not give you know he was like yeah messed up whatever move on (laughs) next game and yeah and and that that that's i mean come on like if we screw up like in our jobs like that we're not showing up the next day i know uh i know yeah you know i think um i think trevor bauer's arrival somehow has helped Kenley. They, mm. they said they were like buddies during spring training and oh, throwing okay. partners. And like, maybe Bauer like said, uh, maybe he had a little bit of like, like low key advice for Kenley. Um, yeah. Something, some, something mechanically, or I don't know what, but Kenley's dialed it up a little bit more on the fastball. Yeah. He's got more life on his pitches. I don't know if, what I don't know what took place between Bauer and Kenley, but um, maybe they went to the hardware store together. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. But yeah, I, I mean, Bauer has definitely brought a different weirdness to that team. Like he's yeah. he's somebody the Dodgers have never seen in my lifetime. You know, the you mean Dodgers, like a big bad starter? Kind of well, more so like just a screwball. Like he is. Oh uh, yeah. He is. Uh, I'm trying to think back if there were any other Dodgers who were kind of like that. There may have been some some goofy ones in the past, um, but the Dodgers generally don't do goofy. You know what I mean? Like, what are you goof- talking about? They're all a bunch of Muppets. Justin Turner with his, you know, goofy yeah, hair and beard, but, but blowing bubbles in the dugout. They're all a yeah, bunch of goofballs. No, but they. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, but. Nothing like this. I mean, well, this Bauer is... is just all about himself, right? Like, he um, is it's weird when there's a goofy pitcher, right? Because you're, like, you're not high fiving in the dugout. Like, you're just very solitary. You're pitching every fifth day. Like, a, a goofy pitcher is like a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, they generally they all are. But um, no, but like he did that safe sign when Turner tripped over the bat. I know that was cute. I, and that I was great. Like that. Yeah, exactly. And that was just something that was like, it's just a little bit more humanistic and a little more fun. Something you generally don't see on a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees. Or you wouldn't the, see that on the Yankees right now. Most no. likely because the guy wouldn't have made the catch. The guy would have tripped and dropped the ball. Or <laughs> hit him in the head. Yeah. Oh, our poor Yankees. Oh, freaking uh, Yankees are just yeah. blowing it right now. Yeah. They did but, win last night, so give them that. They did, yeah. And they're, they're – I mean, but but I think you know right now. Hey, we're almost like I said, we're what three weeks in or whatever it is. Are we? Yeah, twenty third. Yeah, twenty about three weeks. This has been great. Oh, it's been been ideal. Great baseball. I mean, so much better than last season. Well, the The fans are back. Well, it's just no, but I'm just saying that the the this competitiveness uh, on top to bottom is really really good. Like, yep. It's. I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching. The Royals 
play who were they playing the other night um oh the rays right okay and that was just like it was like this crazy game and there's salvi perez hitting the ball oh, game winning hit oh yeah like it was that 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 game in 2014 against the a's when they won remember that one where he gets the game winning hit in that he ran down the first baseline just yeah. the same way with his hands in the air I go, Woo! you know what it is the fans are back the yeah. players are feeling it yeah. The, the the energy in the stadiums is yeah. so much better than last season with the yeah. pumped in sound. Oh my god, yeah. And like so the players are feeling it and every game feels like so much more exciting than it it's did last special. year. It's very yeah. special. Very so special. Very special. So maybe maybe this kind of drops off after a month or two when the the dog days of summer set I don't, in. But yeah, like, I, I don't know, um, but I'm 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 loving it. I'm yeah. lo- I'm loving every I'm like Tuning in to watch random games I never would have watched other in other. I mean, April's, let's face it. You, know? you and I will watch any baseball game. So if there's baseball on, we're watching it. I but know. It's been far but... more entertaining in your average boring month. Exactly. Like any of these games can turn into some weirdness towards the end. And and I because th- you know also I, I heard someone say this too that I think is factored into it is you have these teams that have been in Arizona and Florida, and all of a sudden they head north for the most part. And temperatures have been, it's been cold in, in, this, in this country for April. It's one, I think, I don't know this for a fact, but it seems like one of the coldest Aprils ever. But I mean, in various spots, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and last week was cold everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And that, that just affects the play all across the board. So um, I just, I, to back to what you're saying, though, like these good games, like seeing these good yeah. games, it's, it's just been even more exciting when the, when the announcing team is good. And maybe the announcers yep. are because yep. the announcers are now like in the stadiums with the crowds of, for the yeah, most part, the, the yeah. home announcers. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a good announcing team, whether radio or television, yep. like they're announcing it, like you would not, and it's not just like the Dodgers Padres. It's like every, annou- every home announcer is like flipping out because they're feeding off that energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. And, and, I'll, and that's another thing that I've, I now like, see like when i'm making a choice of what game i can look at the games and go oh an mlb and also i've got my new ipad which i finally found a reason to have an ipad for mm-hmm. mlb.com and i've dialed in to where i'm like oh okay what games can i watch and i'll pick some of those games that i do watch because i have choices there's a bunch on based on the announcing team because absolutely because that is your co- that's your connection and your thing and the voices you want to hear. And, you, and you're really curious, like the Ron Darlings. Uh, I really want to know what he has to say. Like, uh, I want to know what Jim Edmonds has to say. There you go. Jim Edmonds. Exactly. And it, a lot of these are these form, former ball players. I don't care what Chipper Jones has to say. There's a guy, Mark Grant. I'm not. Mark, I know Mark Grant. Leave him alone. Mar- I do. He's I do. The Padres I guy. Leave him alone. Don't say he, anything well, back. You know what? I'm not because he's a former Giant, and he okay. was part. He was part of one of the best trades in my life when they got Kevin Mitchell. I think. Okay. Fair so, enough. Um, Dave Drovecki and and uh, and somebody else, uh, Craig Lefferts. Um, so yeah, I'm not. Uh, I know he's a homer. No, he's fu- you know he's, Padres he's a, fans need a little a, homerism. He's a goofball. Like he was going on t- saying like, yeah, when I pit, he tell he told like some he tells some great stories. Yes, too, no, too. he's a good color man, and yeah. it's been great having him. Yeah, exactly. So I, no, I'm just but I'm just saying he's he's a goofball. That but, was funny um, when that clip you sent me with Don Arcillo was like, now they want to fight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That was so out of character for him. He's not usually one to get oh so God. fired up and, and over like a oh, dust up. Nobody was fighting except him. He was the only. <laughs> he jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. He thought there was going to be a like a full on brawl. Right. Like he he like it was almost like like he practiced that call. You know. He's like, I know the Padres and Dodgers are going to fight sometime this year. Yeah. Let me work. Let me work on that call. <laughs> let me work. On, it's like you know these these football announcers who have touchdown calls or, or the home run call, right? Like that guy worked on his, when the Dodgers and the Padres finally fight this season, I'm ready. Cause I've been practicing this call. I guess so. so. Maybe. I, I think if he had to take, if he could take it back, he would. Cause that was pretty stupid. Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, I mean, what's your favorite home run call ever? The giants have the pennant. The giants win. <laughs> the giants have the pennant. <laughs> The uh, the Giants. shot heard around the world. Yeah, that has to be the best. What about the what about the Vince Scully uh, Dodgers where he's like, 
in a year that's so improbable, the impossible has happened. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Was it weird that he was announcing the Dodgers World Series and he was the Dodgers announcer? Or is that just luck? Well, you know, what's weird is I think he was announcing uh, the Dwight Clark catch. (laughs) Get out of here. He was. He was doing the football games. Um, yeah. It, it, well, no, because – but that that always – I mean, Vince Scully, I always felt like when he was doing those national games and the Giants were playing, man, he, I, he just took the crap out of the Giants. Oh, he, really? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was was pathetic. I mean, he mm. just picked on them. I, I won't – I have to find examples. But – and so I, and you know, we, and these clowns like Joe Buck and these, you know, so then I wish Vin Scully was still there announcing the games over Joe Buck. Well, yeah. You know, I wish what's his name, uh, the guy that you see, um, Costa was doing the NBC game. Oh, that would be so much better. I mean, bring back Costas, get rid of Joe Buck. Honestly, yeah. if I could get rid of Joe Buck or Smoltz, I'd get rid of Smoltz. Smoltz actually bugs me more than Joe Buck. Smoltz is so boring. He, he fucking like he hates the Yankees. Yeah. He just despises the Yankees. Gee, I wonder I, why. <laughs> I don't know. Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety nine. Or whatever. Ninety six and ninety nine. Such a big baby about it. I mean, come on. Yeah. No. It's it's uh, it's yeah. I I don't. I like the guys who are. You know the a guy I like who is kind of a um, bit of a homer, a bit of a goofball, uh, not even goofball, just arrogant. Is F P F-P Santangelo, the guy the from, White the, Sox? from the Nationals? He doesn't. Oh, he what's the played... guy for the White Sox? I like him. Oh, the old guy. No, no the newish guy. The new guy. I, I don't know. I haven't listened to any of their broadcasts. Anyway, we 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 not we don't know what we're talking about. So no, that's we probably should yeah. not. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. all you people out there can do that yourself. Write into SoBaseball.com. Tell us your favorite announcers, past and present, and we'll do a roundup next show. Um, The email is SoBaseball at iCloud.com. I think if that that bounces back, try So underscore Baseball at iCloud.com. If that bounces back, tweet us. No, we don't have a Twitter. How can they reach us? Uh, They can... um... (laughs) We're still accepting semaphore flags. And um, <laughs> okay, look, thank right, you for calling re- in. This has been great. Out. Have a good if weekend of baseball. This, I think you can reach out to Ross. Reach so, out to me. I'm and, on Twitter. And, you know, any fan mail sent to Ross, I get it. I have him yeah. open it first, just in case. And, um, Abby, if you're listening, this is Kevin, not my brother Dave. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later, All right. buddy. All okay. right. Have a great weekend. Okay. Bye bye.